It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The NBA season starts today. Let's go over our five bold predictions for the Oklahoma City Thunder, the NBA Awards, and how we think every team will finish within the NBA. It's back. It's the regular season. We're going to do it all over again right here on the Locked On Thunder podcast, your teams every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan the Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Email the show. L-O Thunderpod at gmail.com. You can also call into the show 405-362-7128. And you can find me over at thunderousintentions.com and covering the team for years and also on this very podcast, which is every single day. So we thank you for making this your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking about Thunder basketball. Make sure you subscribe for free on all platforms, including over there on YouTube. Today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. With amazing selection and reliably low prices of the parts your car you need, rockout.com, you can get what you need over there as well. We're going to dive into our five bold predictions regarding the Oklahoma City Thunder, our NBA awards and NBA season prediction, because tonight the NBA returns on TNT. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to have the first segment of the top 75 list for the 75th anniversary of the NBA, which isn't technically their 75th year, but they're going to still celebrate it now. I don't understand that part of it, but... It will mean we get our first look at this top 75 players list, which of course will bring up a ton of debate and a ton of just incredible fodder for the next month, year, 25 years. Who knows how long it'll bring up a ton of debate, but our first look at that. Also, of course, it's ring night for Milwaukee. You got Bucks and the Nets going at it. And then Russell Westbrook and the LA Lakers going up against Golden State. And Steph Curry. That'd be a lot of fun. Still trying to feel out, are we going to just fully embrace this Lakers team? And for this season, while the Thunder are kind of battling uh, for draft positioning, are we just going to go all in on rooting for the Lakers this year and, and, and trying to get Russell Westbrook that ring? I think that we should. I think that we might even dedicate a whole day to the Lakers every week, a segment every, a segment every day or, or once a week on this podcast to the LA Lakers and Russell Westbrook. Hopefully 
that campaign gets started out well uh, this this evening whenever they play the Golden State Warriors. So the bold predictions for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Number one, Josh Giddy will become the youngest player to record a triple-double. He has 60 games to do so and pass LaMelo Ball. I think that he'll accomplish that goal. You saw him get close to a triple-double in the preseason. He's going to have so many minutes that he's going to play. Unlike LaMelo last year, Josh Giddy will start from day one, starting tomorrow. So so he'll have minutes, opportunity, and his play style is just very conducive to grabbing rebounds and getting assists. And we saw in the preseason, is a surprisingly good ability to create shots for himself and just find a way to manufacture points in an efficient way. So I think that he'll break the record and hold the record for however long it is until there's another young player that comes around that can get triple doubles. He'll, he'll be the youngest player in NBA history to record a triple double. And again, for the middle ball, it might last less than a year for that. He's just the youngest player to record a triple double. Number two, Lou Dort's offensive game will change the way we think about him by simply improving his rim finishing. Lou Dort can leave this season with a brand new perspective and a brand new kind of reputation, right? First year, this was a, this was an awesome player to watch. He's on a two-way deal grinding. He's a great defensive player. He has a great moment shutting down James Harden in the bubble. He also has bad offensive moments in the bubble and then also scored 30 points in the bubble. Like what, what are we going to do here with Lou Dorp? Second year, he improves the three-point shot by a lot. His three-point shot was so much more improved than even the raw numbers show because if you kind of contextualize those numbers, you can tell, hey, some of those shots he would never take in a more traditional setting whenever he has more a team flushed out around him and things like that to where that those kind of drug his numbers down a bit. But nonetheless, improved three-point shot. In the preseason, the only player who shot 10 or more threes this preseason with a better percentage than Lou Dort is Joe Harris, one of the best shooters in the league a guy who literally only gets paid to shoot the basketball. So when you look at, at all those factors, that he's a pretty improved three-point shooter, we can say it by now, he's a great defender. If he can simply become a better finisher at the rim, he shot 51% at the rim last year, which is abysmal. If he can perfect that, or even just make that above average, with his ability to take contact, absorb contact, and be a good free throw shooter, he becomes a nice score and a nice offensive weapon for you while being one of the league's best defenders. That can really change the way that you view Lou Dort and his NBA future and kind of what role he fits into in his NBA future. Number three, Darius Baisley will break out this season and become a legitimate piece in the rebuild. Listen, Darius Baisley has gotten a lot of flack from Thunder fans, from Thunder Twitter, and things like that. Darius Baisley is the perfect example of it's never as bad as you think it is. It's never as good as you think it is. So Darius Baisley has been more so in that bad category where everyone's just kind of clowning on him and wanting him to get out the door. Look, he had some struggles last year. He had some moments where he was also very good. Had some very good moments his rookie year. He's been a part of two of the weirdest NBA seasons of all time to start his career while also his you know three years removed from being a New Balance intern. So he went from being an, an intern to a global pandemic to a bubble to whatever last year was. Now we get that traditional offseason. He seems more happy. He seems more comfortable. I think that you're going to see the type of player that he truly is because, as I've said before, this positionless nature 
is built for Darius Baisley. Like everything that Mark and Sam Presley just kind of describe is what they want to do moving forward. They're describing the traits that of Darius Baisley. So I'm interested in that. I'm interested in, in kind of what he can be this year. Because I do believe this is a make or break season. And no, if he breaks it, which does not mean he's out of the NBA. Like he can have a very bad year this year and still be in the NBA next year. Obviously he will be in the NBA next year, no matter what happens. But if he doesn't have that breakout year, you start to push him to a different pile, right? If you imagine all these players kind of in groupings, right? Whenever you have those icebreakers and kind of a, a if, you, if you like pepperoni pizza, go to the left corner, like kind of things like that. In the left corner, you have Shea and you have Josh Kidding. You have guys who are like blue chip guys who you're going to hope change your franchise and can really steer this rebuild. In the right corner, you have guys like Isaiah Roby and Ty Jerome. Very good players in the NBA, but they're just role players. And if you need to move them around and shuffle them around, okay, it's not the end of the world, even though if you like to keep them, of course. Which corner is Darius Spaisley going to go to? Which corner will Darius Spaisley put himself in? I think there's a chance he puts himself into that corner of, hey, this guy, we really want to keep him long-term. We don't want to use him as a sweetener to go get somebody else. We don't want to leverage him to go get a different player. We want to have him on the team. I think they'll do that this year. And then number four, which I'm not sure how much of a bold prediction number four is. I'm going to have the Thunder over 23 and a half games. I think they're going to be over 23 and a half games because they're a scrappy team. They'll likely get out to a fast start again. I've already bet the Thunder plus 12 and a half tomorrow against the Jazz. I did that two months ago. So I'm taking the over. And to us, Thunder fans that have been paying attention and that have been like following this team for a long time and actually watched last year's performances, it doesn't seem very bold. But then you go to the national media, and like John Hollinger and Zach Harper and other national people are like, ah, oh, this team might win 16 games. Okay, let's not be dramatic here. They're not going to win 16 games. They're going to win somewhere in the ballpark of 23. I'll go over 23 and a half for the Thunder win total. And then number five, I believe in this small ball style working. I think that the NBA will look at the Thunder and say, you know what, with better pieces, with a more flushed out roster, that can be that can be a philosophy that should be adapted long term. It'll have struggles, as you saw a couple weeks ago against the Bucks, right? Where they were just abysmal defensively because the Bucks were just such a a hard matchup for them. But I think as these young players get more mature, get more comfortable, and get better defensively, you're going to see the rotations be better. With those rotations being better, thus the back end of the defense will be better even while you're playing a guy no taller than 6'9 on the floor in certain lineups. In most lineups, your tallest player will be 6'9. But they have really good rebounders. They all can push the pace. And no matter how you do it, if you simply end possessions, if you can put an end to possessions, that's good enough because this team can then make everything a transition opportunity. And they have a lot of athletes. They have a lot of interesting players who can really put pressure on defenses. I think they're going to do that. So that are my that is my five bold predictions for the Oklahoma City Thunder. What are your bold predictions for the Thunder? Let me know on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles or on Twitter with a Twitter account at LL Thunderpod or you can have Twitter. Go ahead and use email, thunderpod at gmail.com. Now, let's get into coming up the NBA awards and standings and 
playoff predictions. But first, I want to say right now, they're good friends over at Theragun. Do not let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me, just trying to make it through the day, tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated depth, speed, and power. It is quiet as an electric toothbrush, so it's very, very quiet. The Gen 4 Theragun does not just feel good. It gets to the source of pain and releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from a workout, an injury, or just the stress of your daily life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and designs make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site, check it out, and the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines for you to follow. Try Theragun for 30 days at only $199. Go to theragunbody.com slash locked on right now and get your Theragun Gen 4 today. That's theragunbody.com slash locked on. Theragunbody.com slash locked on. I was listening to Locked On NBA the other day, and Adam Moraz was talking about the Theragun. He hosts Locked On NBA on Fridays with Nick Engstead. And he said that if there's a house fire, those houses on fire, once he made sure that his family was okay, his pets were okay, you know, all of his family, the thing he would grab is a Theragun. So that's a very, very big endorsement. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning and listening to us every single day. We're here for you daily, talking thunder, Subscribe for free on all platforms, including the new platform of YouTube. Also, of course, on Apple, Spotify, everywhere else you get podcasts from. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. And for your second listen, go check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball. How should you handle your first week lineup? Josh Lloyd hosts the number one fantasy show in the world. Get you caught up today. So the NBA awards. We got to give our predictions because tonight the NBA season is back. We're going to watch regular season NBA basketball that matters, that means stuff. And I cannot think of a time in which the NBA has knocked it out of the park with their matchups more than they have tonight. Tonight's matchups are very, very good and interesting. So I cannot wait to watch them both in its entirety. But the MVP award for the 2021-22 NBA season 
Luka Doncic. I think that Luka is one of the best players in the NBA, obviously, gave him the MVP award. I think that this Mavericks team can go one of two ways, and it will really decide if my prediction comes true or not. So it depends which side you want to bank on. Right? The preseason was awesome. They were great in the preseason. There's also context for that. They didn't play a ton of good teams, and the teams that they did play didn't have their full roster on most nights. But they were really good. Their defense was improved. Their energy and vibes were improved. And the KP connection with Luka was improved. I would not be stunned for the Mavericks to finish top three in the West. I would not be stunned for the Mavericks to finish bottom three in the West or anywhere in between. Like the, the Mavericks are very polarizing to me in terms of their standing finishes. It's a lot of factors in that, right? Is the defense legit? Do you bind a Jason, Jason Kidd who you know, that's still up in the air on if Jason Kidd will be a good coach or not? And then also the Western Conference in nature is just going to be decided by a couple games, right? So the Mavericks might be a better team than somebody, but one game decides where they're going to seed in the, in the playoffs, and that's just how it goes. So it's very tough. But I think if the Mavericks do finish top three in the West, that Luka will be an MVP. And that Luka will be the MVP of the league this season. Defensive player of the year. It's very easy to just have this as Rudy Gobert. I think that he'll deserve it. But I think that the voters, right? You have to get in the head of the voters. I think that the voters will hold last postseason against him. And the voters will not award him this award until they see him play better in the playoffs, which shouldn't matter. It's a regular season award, but... I believe that some of the voters are going to do it. And so I'll give Bam Adebayo the Defensive Player of the Year award because I think that the Heat will be very good. Sixth man of the year, his teammate, Tyler Hero. I think we might have been a, all a year too early on the Tyler Hero bandwagon. It's what I'm talking about with Pokashevsky. All right, Tyler Hero had a nice end to his rookie year, was fantastic in the bubble, was just otherworldly in the bubble. In the bubble, Has a down year, year two. And then year three might be the year he takes that big leap. And so I think it'll be the sixth man of the year. That Heat team will be very good. Rookie of the year, Jalen Green. This is a tough one. Josh Kennedy's awesome. Kate Cunningham, of course. Some, you know, not, we have not seen him play yet because of that injury. Jalen Green, though, just screams rookie of the year because he's fearless. He'll hunt shots. And I don't think that the voters really care about averages, right? Like, I don't think they care about field goal percentage right now and percentages for rookies. So, it goes back to if this guy has 23 points per game as a rookie or 20 points per game as a rookie, he's going to get the award. And I think that the Rockets are just playing for nothing and they're going to let him cook and let him do whatever he wants to. And he's going to want to score points and he'll win rookie of the year by nature of just compiling a ton of points. Sixth men of the year. It, this one's always hard. I mean, it, it it's hard to predict who's going to win the sixth man of the year award. I'll just say Jordan Clarkson again, because why not? I think the jazz are going to be awesome again in the regular season. And he'll be a big part of that. So Jordan Clarkson again, most improved player. I hate myself for this, but I'm drinking the Jordan Poole cool leg. I think that the Jordan Poole narrative is already starting. And so if he even lives up to these voters' expectations a little bit, they're going to want confirmation bias and say that they're right. So they're going to vote for, of course, Jordan Poole. And thus, Jordan Poole will win most improved player. Coach of the Year award. I'm going to go to Steve Nash. I think that the Nets are going to finish top in the West. I mean, I should say top in the East. It would be incredibly awesome if they could finish top in the West. That'd be a great job by Steve Nash. Top of the East. Uh, so I'll give him that Coach of the Year award because I think that the narrative will just be he's the best coach. He's, he's the coach of the best team to navigate the Kyrie Irving stuff. He'll be Coach of the Year as Brooklyn finishes number one in the East. 
Number two in the East, I have the Milwaukee Bucks. Number three in the East, I have the Miami Heat. There's not much to say about the Nets and the Bucks. They're going to be one or two, just a matter of who gets those. Really, it comes down to, I think, who wins the season series. So tonight is a big factor in that, uh, of who wins the most games between the two. It'll be fun to watch them play. I'll have Nets and then Bucks one, two, and then Heat, three. I, I am just really on board with this Heat team, especially as a regular season team. I really enjoy uh, enjoyed watching them play in the preseason. I think they're going to be a fun style to watch in the regular season. And then number four, rounding out home court advantage. It's a tough one. I think there's. I think that starting at four, you're going to start seeing that same thing happen that happens in the West, where it's a half game. It's a game that can flip everything. That can flip who's home court. That can flip the matchups. It's just going to be chaos those last couple of games because it's going to be such a razor's edge between these next few teams. I think that it's pretty clear to me that it's Nets, Bucks, Heat, in my opinion. But starting at four, it's no longer clear of who will finish where. I no longer feel as confident. If this was like the picking pool, you know, with the NFL, we have to pick, okay, will the Chiefs beat the Bills? And then you have to put on a scale how confident are you? Starting here, I'm confident that these teams will finish within the playoffs, you know, sphere, obviously. But I'm not confident in the positioning of the postseason that they'll finish in. So who has number four? Who has that home court advantage? We'll find out after this. But first, I want to say right now, they're good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for basketball and football action this season. Head on over to the new and improved website. It has a new interface. It is the best ever. It's fast. It has prop bets, odds, and lines for everything from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite casino games. Do not wait to get advantage on these amazing offers available for the 2021 season. So head on over to the new website. You can use the code LOCKEDON. To get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, that's our code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. But online, it's the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Folks, the Thunder are plus 12 tomorrow against the Jazz. I bet them a couple weeks ago, months ago, whenever this line first opened at plus 12 and a half. I'd still encourage you to go put a little bit, just a little bit, on the Thunder to beat the jazz not beat them not beat them i should say cover the spread against the jazz and lose by 12 or less points also want to right now but your friends over at rockout.com rockout.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online 20 years that's right 20 years ago you could have gone to rockout.com and found all the parts that your car would ever need all of them that your car would ever need my favorite part about rockout.com is that i know nothing about cars not a single thing about cars. And I don't have to know anything about cars. All I have to know is my make, my model, my year, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way, I'm not wasting time, effort, nor money on parts I cannot use or parts I do not need. It is simple. It's easy. Rockauto.com. Tell them Lockdown sent you in the how did you hear about this box, and they'll know what to do from there. Rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Now, who has the number four spot? I've got the Atlanta Hawks. I think this Hawks team is a deep team. It's a very, very deep team, and that plays in the regular season, and that helps them edge out these other teams for the home court advantage uh, at four. At five, 
I have the 76ers. I think the Sixers will be very good despite sending home Ben Simmons today again and all the mess that Ben Simmons is. But I still like the Sixers. I'll have them five. That'll be a fun, fun series. Hawks, Sixers. Number six, Chicago Bulls. And again, I can see the Bulls hopping up to four or five, but the Bulls are very fascinating to watch. Now, I don't consider the Bulls title contenders or really even first round contenders. Like I think that they could very easily be bounced in the first round. But I think that this season will do what they plan to do whenever they hire Billy Donovan. Let's just legitimize our franchise again. Let's just be perennial playoff players, right? And just be consistently good at basketball. And then we'll Wally Pip, Billy Donovan, and we'll get better players and we'll improve later on. But right now, let's just reset everything and get back to legitimization. I think they're going to do that this year. I think they're going to play a fun style of basketball. I think they're going to be a fun league pass team. I think they're going to get a lot of attention. Number seven, the Boston Celtics. It's so tough to put the Celtics here. I really do like what the Celtics are doing this year. I think that could be being slept on a little bit this year. And that goes for me too, as well, putting them at seven. Maybe I've listened to too much Lockdown Celtics and, and John Krause has just sold me on this team, uh, but I, I have them seven and I think they're going to be a, a tough out in the playoffs. And, and I think that, that this has upset potential written all over it. The Celtics do finish like six, seven, eight, right? That they could just upset a team uh, and, and go further than you expect in the playoffs. Number eight, I have the New York Knicks. I think that Kimball Walker's healthy. This can really change the Knicks a lot. I'm interested in them. We have them eight. Number nine, my surprise team. I, I don't know if it's a surprise. I really can't get a gauge for how people feel about this team. The Toronto Raptors, I have them at nine. I really like the Toronto Raptors. I think that the Raptors are a fun basketball team. Uh, they have a lot of interesting parts. If they can weather the storm for this first month without Pascal Siakam, or however long they're going to be without, Pascal Siakam. I really think that Scott day one on winning. I think that Fred Van Vliet's very good. I think that OG will take a huge leap. I think that OG might win most improved player. I didn't project that to happen. I think he could win most improved player. I like this Raptors team. They're a playing team to me. They're not a team that's going to tank. Number 10, this will be half a game. Pacers, Wizards. I have Pacers at 10 because Rick Carlisle thinks he's a better coach than a first-year coach. But the Wizards just have so many NBA players, just so many guys who belong in the NBA that that will be the difference in the bottom of this conference to where it'll be a razor-thin edge between the Pacers and the Wizards. I have the Pacers at 10. Wizards at 11, Hornets at 12, Cavs at 13, Magic at 14, but barely behind the Cavs, and the Pistons at a distant 15. Western Conference, I have Jazz at 1. Love them as a regular season team. We'll see how they combat uh, their playoff woes. Number 2, my surprise, Dallas Mavericks at two. I think the Mavericks will be a very good team this year in the regular season. Uh, they'll not deal with the stuff they dealt with last year, the schedule, uh, the load management of KP, the COVID stuff. I think that the Mavericks will be number two. Number three, the Lakers. I think it'll be a close two-three between the Mavericks and the Lakers, but I think the Lakers struggle a little bit out the gate. Just a tiny bit out the gate to where that's the difference. Whenever you're deciding and, and picking between games, right, and it's going to be a, a game and a half back or two games back, it, it, it all matters from day one. And I think that the Lakers will have a little bit of a slow start out of the gate. Number four, the Suns. Number five, the Nuggets. Number six, the Warriors. And number seven, the Grizzlies. That That's kind of where I have it. I, I'd tier it off at Suns, Nets as one tier, and then Warriors, Grizzlies, another tier where they could just flip-flop standings-wise. And then number eight, I have the Clippers. There's no point for the Clippers not to fight for the playoffs, so I think they're going to fight all year long. It's just a matter of how good is that roster and how much do you have to load and manage Paul George. So I have them at eight. Of course, if they don't make the playoffs, it's very good for the Thunder because the Thunder have their unprotected first-round pick. But I have them at eight.
Number nine, Portland. They're in the playing game. And then the Minnesota Timberwolves having the playing game as well at 10. Number 11, the Pelicans, 12, the Kings, 13, the Spurs, and 14, the Houston Rockets. And you guessed it, the Oklahoma City Thunder at 15. I think the Thunder have either the worst or second worst record between them and the Pistons. Uh, and then third doesn't really matter. But for third, I would say it'll be the Rockets and then the Magic. NBA playoffs, I have the Nets against the Bucks, very boring, and the Lakers against the Jazz. I have the Nets being the Bucks and the Lakers being the Jazz, and then I have the Lakers and Nets in the NBA Finals, and your NBA champion for the 2022 NBA season will be the Brooklyn Nets. It'll be a fun series, and I'm rooting for this to happen. I know it's boring. I know it's chalk. I know that we love upsets. We love surprises, but Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant for a title, LeBron in there as well. We know that the beef Tatey has with LeBron silently as he thinks he's a better player. It'd be a great series. It'd be a fun series. It, it would be the most entertaining NBA Finals we've seen, possibly. I, I want the series to happen, but I have to go with the Nets. I think the Nets are a better team. They're going to win this game, win the series. But, goodness, if we can just get there, if we can get there injury-free, fully healthy, and, and just get to watch that happen and unfold for seven straight games, huh, we'd be lucky. We'd be very, very lucky as NBA fans. So let me know your NBA predictions, your award predictions, your bold predictions for the Thunder and the NBA as a whole on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles on the email, thunderpod at gmail.com. On tomorrow's show, we will recap uh, the first wave of the top 75 rankings for the NBA. We'll do a NBA power ranking roundup. And also, it's our first preview of the season. We'll preview the Utah Jazz game. It starts tomorrow. The Thunder are back in action tomorrow night. Make sure you're right here and subscribing to Locked On Thunder. It's your daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder every single day for free on all platforms. Subscribe, follow along. We're going to get started with another season. Cannot wait. Enjoy tonight's games. Get ready for tomorrow's Thunder game. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.